Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Andy Potter. Hi. Uh, Ruby's back once again. It is our uh, seventh episode of Volume 6 of Ruby, the Grim Reaper, spelled like Grim, of course. And uh, this uh, premiered this week on uh, today on Rooster Teeth First. We cover the Rooster Teeth First premieres of Ruby every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Ruby on iTunes to subscribe there or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. We post all of our podcasts to YouTube as well. You can subscribe there, comment there to not miss any of our Ruby podcasts. Big one this week with the Grim Weeper, um, another very notable episode of Ruby, uh, episode seven here. Spoilers for this and all previous episodes of Ruby, but let's get into it. Haley, what did you think of this week's episode? Ruby is so good. Like, it's what? so good. Uh, are you sure you're talking I'm about so, the right show? No, just kidding. Right? Like, <laughs> seriously, though, it's so consistently good this season. Um, and even this episode, which had a lot of different things going on that were not really connected necessarily like there was a lot happening in this episode and it was a short episode but it felt really well paced and it didn't feel like you were like had whiplash from all the b a and c plots um and it was so good and i really enjoyed all the characters parts uh young maria is like i know i say this for every cool female character that arrives but she's my new favorite character (laughs) i love her (laughs) I want her to have a spin-off show. She's so cool. Like I want to see all the stuff before that Crow was talking about cuz she just seems awesome. And this was such a good episode of showing her like power and it was really dark and dramatic and and great. So that was awesome. Um Salem and Neo are together, which is great. I'm happy they didn't just shuttle Neo off to do something else. I'm happy she's staying in the storyline. Um and I like where they're going with that. And you know what? We've been afraid this whole season about Jean and Team Nurture coming back. Um, And it was actually really good. And I was happy with Jean. He seemed like actually nice and concerned for them. And and it was great. Um, Yeah. And in honor of that team and Jay, whatever they are now, we have a name for us. We're Team Da. D-A-A. Or (laughs) D-A-H. There we go. <laughs> oh, that was a deep cut uh, post podcast last week. Okay. Yeah, yes. that was so last week. Oh, yeah, our, I completely forgot. I completely forget. Dylan and Andy Haley. Haley. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's long overdue. We need a team name, so we're Team Da. Yes, also my initials. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, oh, there you go. That's the, call, call us that in the comments. Um, okay, yeah, we can uh, get, we can get stuff, Haley. We can stick young Maria in Genlock. I think that'll be uh, fine. And speaking of, Andy, give us your thoughts on this week's Genlock preview before Ruby. Hot take. There was one? Oh, my God. Get at Oh, don't you. I'm so disappointed. Okay. Um, don't skip the Genlock preview in the beginning. Oh, it's very you. important. I'm, I'm saving. I'm, I'm keeping myself fresh for when the show comes out. Okay. Though. You don't want to be spoiled for your favorite I don't want to be spoiled okay. by the That's fine. By the okay. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Okay. Andy, what <laughs> did you think of uh, this week's uh, episode? Uh, I Again, like Haley said, this show is just good now, and it's stunning to me. We've had seven good episodes in a row, and I... It, it's incredible because this this episode like there's obviously stuff here that we personally will, will like there's there's a there's a cute lesbian couple and oh i forgot about them yes yeah, all like, that forget how, how did you forget I? I wrote a note about them and it's i the forgot number one them. part of the episode <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah but like even oh, like even apologies. but like even without like even that notwithstanding like this episode is just 
good. Like we get plot progression. We get, we're not in like this wooded snowy area anymore. We're actually in a new place. We got an awesome fight scene. Like it's, it's just crazy. This, the, the plot is moving. The characters are compelling and we have things happening that I enjoy watching, which is just a crazy departure from the last couple seasons. (laughs) <laughs> that's a stunning review, Andy. Ruby <laughs> has things happening that I enjoy watching. Like, you'd think that would be a basic requirement for watching yeah. the show. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> but it isn't always. Okay. I mean, it's certainly volume four. It mostly did not have that, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this is a really good episode. Um, it's it's notable in that it's like, oh my God, the streak keeps going. It's number seven in a row. But I actually think this might be the second best episode of the season, um, at least for me. I mean, last week's episode was fantastic with the, the horror elements. And so I think that was last week. And, uh, that was, that was more consistent, like more of a, like that didn't break apart at all. And this, this episode has a ton of stuff sticked into it. So if you like, um, if you're going for like one unit, then I think last week is, uh, going to stand out more. But, um, this week's episode has the, uh, Maria flashback as the Grim Reaper, which is one of my favorite scenes of the show ever. Um, I can't overstate how incredible that scene is. Uh, like, I don't know, is it number one? I mean, there's got the entirety of the lost fable is better, but like, uh, this, this specific, um, that's that's like top moment for me this season was that scene, the one minute fight scene. um, Yeah, honestly, uh, just the whole flashback was incredible. The whole flashback. Yeah. The, the, the nevermore, uh, turned to stone in the sky. Oh my God. It's an incredible visual. The, the whole thing is just stunning. Um, like a stunning production all around all everything with young maria um i i so 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 love that part of the episode and the rest of the episode is also good um i think the cinder and neo scene in the beginning is good i think that uh the we we get just this 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 scene in particular stood out to me is when we get this uh moment where they're like welcome to uh argus and uh the, 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 we see them driving up to the city and we see the, the scenery all around them. And, uh, because it, it's not a necessary scene to like have it there. And the, the piano, this gorgeous piano version of the opening, uh, behind it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is, this doesn't feel like a Ruby scene. This is like cinematic and beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's absolutely not needed for the plot or for anything, but it was, uh, just, just there because it is the pay, it, it just, it really like frames the moment of like that this is a, a moment. This is a, a point in the season. This is a big moment. And, uh, at the same time, it was just stunning. Um, and, but, yeah. And it helps just like split this like crazy fight section and then the, yeah. slice of life stuff yeah. in the city it just it's this great breathing room yeah it makes everything flow so yeah. well it's like that that almost is like even more impressive to me like i know the show can execute on fight scenes i didn't really know it was capable of that type of scene um yeah. which i've said mm-hmm. multiple times this season i think so yeah i on, yeah i mean honestly i i'm i'm convinced that the show can sustain what it's doing right now um i'm not i'm not like i'm not sold that we're gonna end satisfyingly because i'm not sure we've ever we haven't done that in a while let's say we haven't done that in a while but we haven't had a seven episode streak also so So, like anything's possible like sticking the landing is gonna be tough sticking the landing is one thing but i fully expect next week's episode to be good which is not really something i've ever thought before um Mm -hmm. and uh not not that i thought it would be bad right when i say the show is good now i don't mean the show is bad before i just mean it was okay before right it was like okay to good now it's like always good um you know that's that's the difference yeah um so 
and and then every, the Argus, the introduction to the city is gorgeous. Um, it is unnecessarily unnecessary stupid exposition, but I don't care. And then we get um pretty fantastic queer representation with uh, John's sister. Um, and uh, she's a great character, and her and her wife are adorable, and uh, everything in their house is is pretty fun. So like. The, the, and then the ending um, doesn't really work, but whatever um, of the episode. But like, just wow, just what start to start to finish. What a engaging, good, uh, at, <laughs> at times incredible, honestly, episode. Um, I don't know. Like, this is uh, just consistently impressed in different ways by the show. I don't know. Like, it's 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 uh it's it's uh, the biggest upset of both the year. That, uh, <laughs> It's, it's and this isn't to rag this the point of saying it like that isn't to rag on the show previously it's to show the improvement you know like it's to highlight yeah. the improvement that the show has had and to highlight this incredible work that's been put in by the whole team because uh the, the moments that stand out are just like uh ones that you can really tell visually audio at least everything um is is uh from from writing to to the end of of the process um it, it's just firing on all cylinders here the, the team should just be really proud by how how they've improved over the over time here this is just incredibly impressive if for a studio show it would already be impressive and they should be proud for an indie studio like, yeah uh, it is uh it's crazy how they did yeah, this it's amazing yeah. yeah um okay well, i want to talk about the maria flashback to start off yes yes we got uh younger maria she's the grim with two m's reaper um how has the show not is. made I this pun they certainly had this idea before season one because how could you not immediately think the grim reaper <laughs> oh, what an edgy name. Like, the fact that Maria has it, it's cool. If this was, like, an Adam-type guy, I, we would be oh. trashing him. Like, yeah. <laughs> How is this not Adam's name? How is this just not yeah, Adam? Yeah, Adam, why did you think of it? Work on your branding, Adam. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's not a huntsman, right? I don't know what he yeah. counts as, but yeah, she's. I guess she's supposed to be a huntress, and um, uh, she's. Uh, she. We started off with her fighting this Nevermore, correct? Yes, uh, it's been. Yeah, it's yeah been, I, I kind so. of assume all grim birds are Nevermores, but I guess this one is, and uh, yeah, it's she. So Maria's weapon. Uh, she is what double the gun sights? Is that what you describe this as? Yeah, um, that like are also Thor like hammers. Yes, and they also. And well. I don't know if they're magnetic or they have some sort of way of coming back to each other. Like, but they, they, they attract each other. They attract yeah. each other in some form. Uh, you yeah. can call it magnetic for simplicity. We don't really yeah. understand the, the magic in this in this world. Um, and uh, she also, we see her use the silver eyes to yep. uh, turn this bird into stone in midair, and then it like falls and crashes in front of her. That 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 shot, like that, that's just a stunning concept to me. Um, of like it her silverizing it in midair and just the the way it, like it was framed and looked and cinematic and oh my goodness uh and just the the, the weight of it falling and like just i don't know i'm just that, that that was almost the most impressive thing in the episode for me is that like one shot like the the fight with talk later is like better but like this is like this one specific shot is uh just really stands out to me i know this yeah. this like justifies silver eyes for me <laughs> this this one visual <laughs> really <laughs> Like, but like you I, I definitely start turn something to stone in midair. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah. And like and the Nevermore hitting the ground when it crumbles to the earth. Like you can really feel the yeah, weight of it yeah. crumbling apart. It's really cool. Yeah. I, that, oh my god, I love that. And then we get in, be ringing these assassins or whatever. Oh, um, like there's an implication that they might work for Salem. Um, at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who, yeah. Like who else would they be working for? Right. Uh, other than Salem. I mean, yeah, if it's someone we know at Salem, she says the yeah. ma- master wants her dead because of her eyes. So, you know, um, I don't know if we've, have we, we haven't really heard Salem say she wants all silver eyes dead. Um, I no, don't well, yeah. we don't know what they're until like two episodes ago. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but that makes sense. Like maybe Salem wants uh, Ruby dead because of the eyes and not because of anything else. And that connects back to Asma, Oz- right? So that, I think that all could, could fit together yeah. here. Um, but, uh, we have Tak, um, who, Andy, you said this is the crocodile from Peter Pan. Yep. I don't know. I don't know why, but she is. <laughs> okay. I don't know why they still really want to stick to this whole fairy tale thing, but whatever did not remember peter pan enough to know what that was well because there's there's a crocodile in peter pan that ate a ate a um an alarm clock and he swims around you can hear the ticking Mm. of the clock inside its belly through the whole whole thing okay Uh, i don't know that doesn't explain why she has an alarm clock now though look for for, for the aesthetic you know um yeah it relates to her semblance or or, or, to frame the fight i guess or Um, or is it her semblance then that she only Mm. has 60 seconds Mm, don't ask me is that her semblance <laughs> i really don't know uh it was uh, her ability that <laughs> would be yeah. you know uh Haley, what did you think of talk her design uh her her the, her thing with the, the clock the way she fought i think she was neat i think i was mostly just focused on maria honestly <laughs> Ooh, um i i one thing though i really i wasn't expecting this to be the scene where we see her eyes get taken away mm. so i had kind of underestimated talk as being like just like a random background villain that she'll defeat and move on to the next thing um so i think it was actually really neat that we saw that moment happen uh yeah she was cool i assume she's some sort of a faunus i imagine but yeah i think their fight was really cool though and really super fast-paced and they made really neat use of their weapons as well and as silly as the whole like 60 seconds of your life thing is um it was a neat neat framing device for the fight and made sure that it was quick as well yeah uh andy what do you think of talk and the fight um i liked talk was fine enough she was intimidating i i was um prepped by the nevermore for this fight to be pushing um uh wow maria into a corner and it, it did that and this fight was uh, really, really good. I, I liked the frenetic pace of it, but it was a different kind of frenetic than the Neo Cinder fight. Like this was just, I, I don't know. It, I, I'm just it was like choreographed really well. Yeah, it like, was just you know. I'm just so impressed that they can have so many different types of action scenes in this in this show now, and they're all exciting in different ways. And um, and talk was suitably intimidating in the way. Did, did she like bite down on the staff at one yep. point? She chomped like on that. It, yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was surprising, but like in a way that like is expected. Like it wasn't like something I didn't believe she could like couldn't do. Like it was really cool that she did that, and like, and then obviously that leads to the eyes getting cut out, and that was really really upsetting to watch. I'll say that much. The voice actors for Maria was very good at screaming in pain. Yeah, yeah, it conveyed the anguish. Um, I, I okay, I love talk this is like the the character design for me is um maybe the best uh nonsense one uh, one off side character since yeah. Gone. uh so uh like this is uh she just like really jumps out at you in everything about her with the the alarm clock um these are the last 60 seconds of your life and then just the way the fight is framed around the clock and the 60 seconds is uh, like brilliant. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's like groundbreaking to do this, but it was just executed fantastic with the ticking throughout the entire fight. Um, just gives it this, um, this sense of, uh, yeah, this, the sense of like, uh, impending doom almost and this uh, weight yeah. to it. And, uh, it's just uh the and and also like the fight is exactly one minute i looked at the timestamps like this is That's uh, great it's 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 literal six it's so um, i it's it's very gimmicky i 
was all in on that stupid game. Like, it was fantastic. Um, it, I, that we get this four on one with Maria. She's deflecting bullets with the scythe. She, she uh, combines them into one. Um, yeah, then talk like bites on it and then headbutts her mask off. Um, and then yeah, like slashes her, her eyes. Um, I think this is one of the best fights of the show. I, I agree, Dylan, but I think that it can't be stated enough that they could have just started with these, like, it could, the flashback could have started with her getting ambushed. They didn't have to have the Nevermore. But I think the Nevermore sequence here makes this fight work because it's like this 30 second sequence where in that time we get her fighting in Nevermore, which is a creature we understand the power level of because we've seen Team Ruby fight. We get this sequence that's a little slower where we get to learn what, how her weapons work. And we get this sequence where she uses her silver eyes when she's backed into a corner. And it like sets up perfectly how Maria fights in a more contained, slower environment before she gets pushed to the limit here. And I just love how that leads into that fight. It's so good. It's just, it's, it's, it, this whole flashback is so amazingly well-constructed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also introduces her character as this uh, this huntress yeah. and stuff, and uh, just really does it, all this this perfect setup in a very short amount of time. And even this yeah. fight too is a with the, it's a one minute. Um, it's a very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. the, po- the post fight thing with the yeah her her eyes the the her crying out um the the time ending and uh, mentioning Salem and then she uh, like magnets she throws the sight the way seemingly just in a latch oh, but then she magnets so it back into her back and then she slashes at her. Yeah, um, I love that because I feel like that, along with all the rest of this fight scene, really kind of showed to us why people like Crow are in such awe of this person. Um, because really, she would have won that fight if they hadn't gone for her eyes. Um, and even at that moment, she was like still strong enough and thinking enough that she was able to do that like sick move at the end, um, <laughs> which was great. Uh, yeah. So like, I totally bought why Crow and all of them are like, Oh, you're the Grim Reaper. Like, it's a big deal. Um, even though she in this fight got defeated, kind of, um, you don't question that she is actually a powerful character despite that. Yeah. Effective for sure. And, uh, the, the gimmick with her weapon, I think was fantastic. The boomerang type, uh, type thing. And, uh, and that Crow based his weapon. Yeah. Which makes sense because it was like, why, like, what's up with Silver Eyes and Scythe? They seem to like Scythe, but it makes sense. It's They're establishing like a, a history and a chronology of this world, um, which was really neat and explained it, which was good. Yeah. Um, just just overall, uh, some of the best, uh, I don't know how long this was, three, four minutes of the, of the. It was so good. <laughs> five, five minutes, six, like of the, of the season of the show. Um, and I just, loved her character design, her younger self, like her outfit was really great and had a neat like callback to what we have seen her in. Um, and just the backgrounds were gorgeous and the sets were great. And it was like, it was just so good. It was so good. Yeah, a lot of it had the kind of this gray color palette, I think, too. Yeah, to, 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 the whole Grim Reaper, whole like, she was really leaning into that yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> it it, it really felt like we were in her realm, even though, because it was a flashback mm-hmm. for her. We were, like, delving into a place that she, like, thrives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. This this is like this is something I'm genuinely going to go back and rewatch. Like even though I've already watched it three times for the podcast, like I'm, this is just like so good. I'll just watch it on my own. Like uh, that, like that, that's 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 the high praise I think. Considering yeah, for we, sure. we dive into this so much covering the podcast. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, let's uh, briefly to the Cinder and Neo scene in the beginning. They're in the uh, relic uh, house from last season. I don't know the cave. Um, Cinder yeah. wants uh, to get the relic before it gets to Atlas. Okay. Um, I don't know if we knew exactly what Cinder was doing, so we're enumerating. 
Um, you know what's going on with her. She says Salem instructed her not to kill Ruby, but Neo can. So they handshake uh, to go to Atlas so that Neo can kill Ruby, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and like I said earlier, I'm happy that she – or that Neo is still involved in the storyline because I think it would have been pretty easy for them to – find some excuse to get rid of her um but i'm so happy she's staying and it seems like a really neat storyline the two of them working together i think it's much stronger than just cinder like out on the hunt for ruby this is better even though neo doesn't talk but (laughs) it's just better and, and this, I, I really feel that Neo is going to betray Cinder. Like this, this yeah, really confirms like, me that she's. Yeah, that was, that was not, one of my two questions here. Is will, going on Neo there. agrees to help, but will she ultimately turn on Cinder? Oh, definitely, a hundred. I think she's using her to get to Ruby, and then we'll turn on her, or we'll like betray her to Salem or something. Yeah. Right. I guess. I guess if Neo blames uh, Cinder and Ruby for yeah. uh, for yeah. his death, then you know, just take them both out. <laughs> that might make yeah. both sense. Yeah, so you say, Haley, you're the neo expert. You are. You're also buying that. Uh, <laughs> that Don't she- no. The everyone's gonna come after me when I say things wrong about Neo. <laughs> what is there to get wrong about her? We don't know anything. Yeah, we know something about her. <laughs> no, it's impossible to get anything wrong. What? So you buy? You're. You're. You also think uh, Neo's gonna turn on her? Yeah, I think she's. Well, she's got the added advantage of being mute that she doesn't really have to worry about Cinder thinking she's lying because she can just be like, yes, shake your hand. Like she doesn't really have uh, to be sneaky about anything. She can just kind of tag along, um, which is good for her. Uh, Yeah. I I don't think she's, I I think she's using Cinder to an end basically. I don't know if she wants to like get to Salem somehow or just for the pure sake of revenge, but I don't think, I think they're, accomplices like they're allies to a point basically yeah uh, it makes sense that you would but uh i don't know it's a uh, hard hard to understand what you're yeah. doing because i don't know a lot about her so maybe maybe no. we'll get uh, expanded upon that uh but this is a cool scene second the second question was is cinder still in with salem um because i feel like this scene gave me the impression that she was um at the very least unintentionally unintentionally uh following salem more than i thought she was it seemed like she was like salem can just control what i'm doing like she can make sure that i don't kill ruby or i'm so afraid of her that i won't uh, go against her orders yeah, she's not like a passionate follower or anything. I think she's just yeah. kind of maybe sees that that's really the only way that she's going to move forward is by working with Salem, because otherwise Salem's just going to kill her, right? So yeah, it's, it's possible it's fear. You know? Also, the other thought I had was maybe uh, Salem can literally control Cinder because of her grimoire. Maybe she maybe. can like force her, physically force her to take action. So maybe she's like it's more of like a direct, like literally she can't disobey her in that regard. Yeah, which I, would also make her very upset. Cinder so. has Cinder used her grim arm like for anything other than like as just an arm since she came out of the cave at the end like, of the like first first thing she did was attack that woman um oh did she use the extendo arm oh yeah she did okay so. but since then we haven't gotten a lot yeah maybe we're okay. hiding it for some bigger moment um yeah, yeah. Could could be mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm interested to see that uh, Cinder in relation to Salem that elaborated upon. It's yeah. a little intriguing right now. Um, what where's the where's the power dynamic? Salem we saw in a previous episode is aware of what Cinder is doing. So um, and that she's alive. It so. seems like Salem is in control here. One thing one thing that comes to mind to mind for me is that a lot of things like in fairy tales like this, there's can be like a like mystical contract type deal. Maybe she can, she has like a contract type thing in magic that she has to follow specific rules for Salem, but she can 
bend them, like getting someone else to do something that she's not allowed to do, like with Neo here. Like that seems yeah. like something that fits into how I think Salem could work. Something like that. Yeah, I honestly, I, I'm leaning towards something like Salem literally has control over Cinder. I don't know if the contract, but I feel like the thing that makes the most sense is the arm. But um, yeah. regardless, like uh, that would be pretty men- pretty menacing. And maybe the yeah. most interesting thing, as long as we don't just revert to Sa- Cinder always being under Salem's control, like mm-hmm. as long as we subvert it at some point soon, um, mm-hmm. that that seems to me like maybe the most engaging route to take. I think this scene kind of show that that is a possibility because. She's clearly showing that she's disobeying Salem's orders. And if she was actually fully invested in whatever Salem's big plan is, then she would She's certainly not all in with what Salem is. Yeah, which I think is an interesting crack in her allegiance, which could probably be manipulated later on. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just a brief scene in the beginning, but still a lot uh, in- intriguing at the least, even if not super standout like the rest. Uh, wonder if we will check in on these two next episode. Um, I think it's possible. Maybe. I have I have no way of guessing, Dylan. Like, like no. it's, I don't even try to guess what we're going to get each episode. Yeah, in a good way, right? No, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Uh, but post post Maria flashback. Um, we get the scene in the the whatever. The thing wagon. The, wag, the wagon attached to the yeah. Um, Bike Marie, wagon. Yeah, she says she went into Maria went into hiding afterwards. Crow idolized her like we talk about. Um she says like Team Ruby's stronger than she was, which is pretty interesting. And or at least some of them. Um and uh Ruby asks Maria to teach her to use the silver eyes. Here we um, go. Here we go. And then she immediately <laughs> gets cut off by John. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> we can but, assume she said yes. Yeah, I this is what will happen, but we are uh I guess if they're staying in our yeah. case for a little while this you yeah. know what else we can do you should train her but yeah that's uh i'm i'm in on this plot line i, I i'm still uh interested to see how we're gonna train ruby here and um, also how did maria shrink like two feet yeah yeah i wasn't gonna talk about it that's just like a normal <laughs> animal she got she, older like, crumpled into herself <laughs> that's somehow. how old people work okay right they just shrink <laughs> yeah you just you just uh, have your size yeah she yeah. went a hot 20 year old like everyone else in ruby and then yeah. she got so she had to get a new bottle <laughs> Well, they, only, they only have two character designs hot 20 year old and really old lady like yeah that's, and that's they can awesome. rationalize it by being like it's a second attempt at humanity like <laughs> this is what happens yeah they're not really humans they're humans that no. tri- don't. we haven't seen any other we haven't seen any other old people so we really can't judge whether this just is like age down yeah maybe, that's just, just, maybe everyone dies at like 30 in this world yeah yeah, I mean know. that's why we only see twenty year olds. Yeah, yeah, everyone dies at thirty. Wow, this is a hot. This is a maybe hot it's theory because now. of the grim. Also, you could rationalize it that way. Like they're just always killing people. Yeah, they just, that's, everyone just dies from the grim. That's the less fun way. That is less fun. Die. Might be their actual explanation, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, that's uh, looking looking forward to the Ruby training. There, we we talked about this scene, the driving to Argus, set to the the piano version of the theme song, gorgeous. Um, the so backgrounds uh, in this are some of the best ever in the show, I think. Mm-hmm. The yeah. detail on all the buildings in Argus as well were just like yeah. so painstaking awesome. and amazing. Yeah, well, let's get to Argus in a second. We're do the, the Ranger, Unger, the Unger reunion. Um, <laughs> Unger. Uh, Nora, uh, ta- a cute boy Oz, she yells out and then tackles uh, Oscar. No thoughts on that? Well, if we're avoiding Rose Garden because of potential incest, then I guess that's a good alternative. <laughs> uh, I think still she's has still the prior <laughs> issues. Not that Ruby is that much younger than the rest of them, but Nora definitely comes across as too old for, for Oscar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, we get interesting hug combinations here. Uh, we get yes. Yang yeah. and Ren, and then uh, Blake and John. 
Uh, They've never said a word to each other, I don't think. (laughs) Probably didn't season one or two. Probably. Um, Get a little side hug there. Yang and Ren, full hug. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they had a moment. People ship Yang and Ren, apparently. Um, Really? I don't see it. I don't know. Well, you don't see it? (laughs) Probably forever. But then, but then, (laughs) the most important, we get an epic Lancaster hug between Ruby and John. And Haley uh, was loving it, right? <laughs> well, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, no? Oh. <laughs> really? No? No? I, okay. Okay. Watching it myself, really not supporting Lancaster at all, I thought it was a beautiful little platonic moment of them being like, you're alive, yay. And it seemed like John was actually not terrible and was really... Like, showed, like, legitimate concern for his friend's well-being, which was super sweet. Um, and maybe I'm ignoring romantic vibes off of it, but I think it was, I think it was pretty sweet. It was, it was good. Like, good job, John. I wish it didn't last quite as long as it did, but very long. it was quite good. Okay. In um, comparison to other moments that they've had. Andy, Haley is in on the uh, Lancaster platonic no. hug, so um, uh, what? Oh, platonic. <laughs> what? <Very> platonic. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're also in Andy, I assume. I, I, I just didn't like it because it just it felt so romantic, and I don't want it to be, Dylan. Like I was actually okay. <laughs> so you actually with... thought you actually read romance in that scene? I read romance. I ignored it somehow. I I read it as romance, and I was kind of upset with that because I think the rest of this scene reads as platonic. Like the rest of the hmm. scene, other than this hug including the follow-up with John's sister. Like, but just this one moment feels romantic for, and it just kind of like takes the rest of the, like no one else is in the scene. Everyone else is like pushed to the side and it's just them hugging and it just feels so out of place. And I don't like it even for that part too. Yeah. In terms of my personal way, I read the scene. It was obviously not romantic. Like I didn't see that. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is romance. Like I saw this as, um, you know, the, the, the a, a relationship that's apparently important to the show for some reason that, uh, they're, they're, they're back in each other. <laughs> lives, so. Um, I think, no, I think like Ruby and John, the show has focused on them specifically in the aforementioned volume four, um, to a large extent with the, uh, post Pira, uh, era with what we we're getting into with them. So this, this is something the show has spent a lot of time with these two characters, although not again, the show doesn't, you know, it wasn't recently, but, uh, you know, it's not like, and Ruby and John have, have talked a lot recently, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, to us, it's, it's not as important as this to the show, but, uh, my, my skeptical, um, Ruby has screwed me over before is says that, uh, that this is uh, <laughs> romantic. So I am hoping not. Um, I do think, I do agree that everything after this is clearly not, um, they, Ruby does smile at him for a long time. I, I, I honestly don't think the show, I don't, maybe I, maybe I'm just too high on the fact that the show has been good for a while now. I honestly don't think the show is going to do this. It, it, it's not even like, at this point, it's not, at this point, it's mostly just coming from a place of, I don't want this to happen, not from like, I think it'll be bad. It's like a personal thing. And I think that's a hard lens for me to pull away. You know what yeah. I mean, Dylan? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, certainly we don't want it to happen. I just, I just, I, I have kind of have confidence we're not just going to do this romance yeah. between, you know, what other romances do we do in the show? Like, this is going to be the one you're going to actually follow through on. Yeah. I, I, I hope not. It's whatever. It's fine. Um, John, John was, uh, good in this. He, yeah. I, I still don't like him, but he was perfectly sweet. And to, to be fair, John has been perfectly sweet for a little while now. Um, he, and he's always been like a, a sweet kid but um you know he's the show is just not used to him spectacular the show has used him fine i think for two to three seasons now um it's just he's just not that great of a character in our view some people love john so if you love john and then he's being used well then you're gonna connect with him a lot more um i think this episode might have been one of the best uses of john ever 
um, yeah. seeing him with his sister, I think was really it's great. Pretty offensive. It, it's funny because it's not even focused on him. And it's one of the yeah, better. Well, uses maybe, of maybe that be what was why, but yeah. But okay, then we, <laughs> then we get then, the, I think it's just that he had someone to play off of. Like mm-hmm. it, it was John, not just being John by himself. It it, was it's John not, the, it's the not character. the show trying to make him the main character. It's making him a part of a larger thing that's happening. Yeah. yeah. That's, and and that's I'm fine with use. that because yeah. clearly he's a person in the world. Like I'm fine with him being that. Oh, so you are willing to concede that John does exist in the real yes. universe? Okay, I, I'm willing mm. to concede that, Dylan. Okay, okay, the concession noted. Um, we get this introduction to Argus, uh, very San Francisco-y vibe to this city. It is very hilly. It had they were riding a trolley. Mm-hmm. Say those are the two most notable characters of San Francisco. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, we Haley mentioned the the uh, details on all the houses and stuff. You were you were liking seeing the city here, Haley? Yeah, it was just gorgeous. I also really liked how I know it was like exposition expositiony, but I think they did it well. Um, talking about how it's kind of an independent city, which was a really neat concept, actually. Um, and I think uh, it, it puts the city kind of in a different state of mind than some of the other places we've been in and makes it like if you think back to I guess it was last season when we were going to like I don't have a sense of what Haven is or looks like. And that was like the end goal for so long. We were there for a little while, whereas this little scene of maybe like 30 seconds, really, I feel like I have a much better sense of this town or city. and that I'm actually interested to explore it in subsequent episodes, which is great. Mm. And it's just beautiful um, and seems like a believable place where people live, which is just like, good job, team. Like, it's so good. It's so good. It was really great artistically. I think Haven also had a pretty good introduction. Um, it wasn't really followed through on in an interesting way because they stayed in the same house, but uh, they did have, yeah. a, did have a pretty fun introduction. Um, yeah, Andy, what did you think of uh, of, of seeing Argus here? I'm just really confused why of all the cities we've seen, this one had the best introduction. Like, this is just, <laughs> it feels like something must be happening here. Because it's in the best season. Well, yeah. yeah Andy, I mean, you know what's that. happening here is we're going to stay in that house for five episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Dylan, at this point, honestly, if we were going to stay in that house for five episodes, I am shocked to say that I think they would do something good with it. And I don't know. That's... I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Okay, I, I don't buy that, but it's maybe... <laughs> we were at a farm for like two and a bit. Yeah, so. no, they were there. That was fun. Well, by the way, one it was it was kind of shocking to me the pacing of the 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 fast pacing of the plot in this episode. It's like, wow, we're here. Yeah, what is this show? Yeah, like, what were oh. like you know, like looking like rewatching it. It's it's not even doesn't because you know you're isolating it, but like it's like oh my, the experience of watching this was like oh my god, we're actually here. Like wow, this is moving. This feels I thought like we were going to get season finale. Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought we were going to end up there in the finale of the show, yeah. honestly. In, I thought in, that was in, in volume four terms, this is already like three seasons have passed. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I agree that the concept of the city is very interesting. It's uh, this Mistral and Mantle hybrid city that they, that's what they're presenting. There's an Atlas military presence. Um, I think Ruby does often have good ideas for like cities and locations and world building. I don't think this was like, it, it, this was just like classic Ruby of like our characters are for some reason explaining uh, the history of the city in a way that under, <laughs> is understandable to the viewer. Um, yeah. I just, I just, that's, that's classic Ruby exposition for me. It does, it's, it's, it's really poorly executed on, but it's like interesting concepts, but uh, we just don't really know how to get the exposition out in a natural way. Um, it, that being said, it was, it was pretty, pretty quick and uh, one of the least egregious examples of what, uh, of this type of thing. 
like honestly, mm-hmm. this is the first time I, I've put my finger on it, Dylan. It feels like for some reason, every time we go to a new city, they become like a Dungeons and Dragon DM and they have to yes, explain yes. to they, us they, like, <laughs> what's going on. And it's just like, that's cool. Like I get the vibe you're going for, but it just doesn't fit with the flow of the rest. G- generally of the not how people talk, first of all. Yeah. And then, no. yeah. And then, yeah, it, it, it is a little uh, pace breaking and like, uh, why are we just narrating the city? Um, I think it is, in this case, it was worth it because uh, yeah. it was a really cool introduction. It wasn't that long and is a, it's a cool concept, cool visuals. Um, so I'm fine with it. I, this is something, this is an area for improvement. And, and in, a sh- in, a, in a season of largely successful executions, I think like a small, small thing here. But, but again, I think they put it in a place in an episode in this spot in the episode. It works well because it was still just the cool down from the fight. Like, yep, yep. I think this would have worked a lot worse if it was like the episode was just this and we didn't have Maria. In another fight. episode, this is like the climax, right, of the episode. So, yeah. 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 I, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 you have to, like, break it down to start to get some flaws. But, yeah, they, I still I still really like the scene. And then uh, we meet John's sister, uh, Saf Saffron. Um, they go, uh, she, there's, we go to her house and, um, Ruby, Ruby's very excited to see, honestly, if I'm going to read romance into anything, um, with Ruby and John, <laughs> it would be Ruby, Ruby, it would be, no, it'd be Ruby's reaction to seeing John's sister. Like, that's like the type yeah. of that, like you, she's so invested in seeing a John, a relative of John, uh, like that's yes. someone who's like really, um, into him in some, some capacity. Um, just like that. I mean, it was, it was presented cartoony, so I don't think like. That's what we're doing with that, but um, you know, just to uh, rationalize it like real good buddies. Yeah, I mean, they could be like just very close, platonically, yeah. and that would also make sense. But I know. mean, he, she she knows John's story, like she knows John's backstory, and she knows like how he feels about his sister. So I think that she knows she can get some like material here to tease him later, and like that's more what the yeah. reaction. I think was. this maybe Ruby and John might have discussed him having sisters, like no, no, that's what I'm saying. One on in a one on one, like in season one or two, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, the, when I think Ruby and John, I think them like I feel like they sit on the floor out in a in the hall and talking. <laughs> yeah, and they, um, and, and they made a really sexist joke about his sisters and being the only guy. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Considering the setup, this is I think a great presentation of the first yeah. of John's. We will meet all of his sisters in to come in these fifteen seasons. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope better. we get one sister a season. I really do. Well, I guess they, well, they said they said all the rest of them are back in Atlas, so I guess we'll meet yeah. them all next, next year. Yeah, exactly. Or the second half of the season, since we're moving fast. Who knows? Never know. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Yeah. We, could, we could be done with the series at the end of the season, Dylan. We're going so fast. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <Give> me- <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, it would be a fun ride. Um, but uh, end of the series. Come on. What is this? Uh, 2030? No. Uh, no. So, okay. Fairly exaggerating. We got exaggerating plenty now. of time. Uh, fairly, fairly an exaggeration. Okay. Um, yeah, we see uh, baby Adrian. Um, yeah. Very sweet. Yeah, Miraculous Ladybug reference. Uh, I think he looks a little weird for being a baby. I think he uh, was a little too um, like adult looking. He looks looks like an adult. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Down hot twenty year old. That's the problem. Again, they 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 really don't get the other modeling. Yeah, so um, their software only has one uh, one type. It's one button. It It only has one setting. Yeah, they got it down to the old people size, and then they're like, "We got to make it smaller," and it just didn't (laughs) pan out. Is the baby that much smaller than Maria? That's true. It's a good point. It's probably half the size of her. Let's be real. (laughs) I want to see the models next week. I want to see a height chart of baby and Maria. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, uh, Saffron. Super affectionate with John. Uh, I thought that was really great. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, very, very cute. And then we meet Saffron's wife, Terracotta. Tara. Yep. Yeah. I don't know why you need to say yeah, that. Tripped me up. Um, yes. I, they are on the couch holding hands together. So casually. It was so sweet. This we were promised another queer character this season, <laughs> and here they are. So 
but it looks like uh, we're going to be at least we'll see them again next episode. So at least it's not a one-off character. Um, and I think the presentation of uh, it's it's you know it's side character um, queer representation. So it's not like we're shouting from the rooftops about wow Ruby has queer representation this episode. You know, it's a, it's a, it's not a, Bumblebee. More of Let's a one-off side character. Yeah, it's a, you know if if we do like main characters, that's like so much more of an impact that uh, people have watching. Um, given the scope of it, I think this was perfect. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have like I like zero- too. It was just like like I said, it was it's it was just casual. Like they weren't like oh, like there was no weird reaction. It was treated just like they were. Everyone was very loving about couple. them. Yeah, yeah, which was so nice to see because that's like yeah, that's great. And we got to see like little little casual conversations between the two the, the wives. Like there was like this scene where she got up and like made a call and like she whispered over to the group and like it just felt very. Very homey, they felt, like they were yeah. so sweet. Yeah, Sa- Saffron goes to help her with the groceries. She like curries yeah. up, like it's like, oh, yeah, Aw. Um, yeah. Uh, given that we spent like an hour complaining on last last season's one with the Ilya stuff uh, about the queer representation, I have like better. zero zero criticisms <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is like a different scope. Ilya was a significant character to the show, is like significant plot wise. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I think this was. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty fantastically. It was presented. so wholesome. It reminds me of uh, this anime anime yell. This this season had a one off, like one off uh, queer coming out uh, episode for a side character in uh, episode three of that show, and it was again, it was just meant very positively by everyone. It was very loving, and it was like uh, just like all oh, very like wholesomely presented, um, and like a seamless part of the narrative as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think the show's like this is very easy to do. Why aren't we doing yeah. this more often? Yeah. yeah, right. And I think they like they they're definitely side characters, but. I imagine there's something up with Tara's work that's going to yeah. play into things later. So I don't think like this isn't the last we're seeing of, of them. Hopefully nothing bad happens to them because oh, I'm gosh. a little concerned about that. But hope- we'll see. Yeah. Know. So we so we learn in a slightly clunky exposition that Tara yeah. is a uh, technician for the relay tower and that the military's radar system is next to the relay tower and Tara is being blamed for the uh, interference with the radar system. Um, it. There's no purpose of that being in this episode, so clearly no. it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Pay off, maybe pay off I'm thinking line. maybe it's like Doctor Watts or something. It's Adam. It's, tech. it's Adam. Oh, it could be Adam. Stop! Yeah. Don't Andy. <laughs> I you're, don't you're, want Adam. Andy, no. you're hell bent on bringing up Adam in this Get podcast. Get rid of him, <laughs> Andy. You <laughs> are enc- Andy. You are encroaching in my safe non-Adam space here. Like, okay, like <laughs> what? I'm going insane because they kept telling us this was the season of Adam. <laughs> and he hadn't showed up at all. <laughs> You're just so hellbent on bringing up Adam. Why are you such an Adam Gosh, fanboy? You're Andy? so in love he, with he's Adam. On your, he's on your he's mind dying. constantly. I want to show up so they can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> See, I support him. That's okay. I want him to show up so they can kill him. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That I'm good with. But he can't stay for more than an episode. Like, then he's overstayed as well. Like, he had that one scene in episode one. And, um, that was I, enough. I think, it, I think it was really just wrapping up last season. Like, I don't think he's that big of a... I don't know if... I'm he not convinced done, he's a he part has, of the season. He hasn't progressed anything. He's not affecting anything that's happening. I don't know why we showed it in episode that one. Is, that is a fair. He could, he could be involved in the stupid... Or it could be Salem, or it could be... He's like, on a uh don't stop okay no no timelines here um yeah and no adam please this could also just be an atlas government conflict thing um they are locked out of the military base at the end so we'll see what is up with that i've seen a lot of skepticism that they know high level atlas people and also they have a schnee with them why are they being denied here so we'll see if that's elaborated on uh next episode i think they'll be like hey we know high level people and have a schnee and they'll be like oh cool let's open the gate 
resolved in one episode. I yeah, have total probably. faith that that will happen, JK. Um, I think but, the gates closing was just like dramatic, but they didn't actually talk to anyone. Um, was I the one? Did, did you guys also not like the ending with that scene, the gate closing? Yeah. yeah. It felt like one of those things where, again, it felt like it'll play better. If, if you're watching the Netflix it'll version, it'll be fine because it'll transition yeah. right to the next scene. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the end of this episode is like, that's the end of this epic episode. That's interesting. Maybe, yeah, I don't think it complemented the rest of the episode well. I think maybe it kind of works in the sense of if this is like our mid-season finale, that's like, okay, this is the next kind of storyline we're going into. I, I'm I think getting it's- going, but... I think it's yeah. interesting that, that it's kind of been a consistent, not complaint, but thing we've noticed that a lot of these episodes end jarringly this season. And I think it's kind of something that's kind of um, maybe fallen to the wayside when they've been making these great episodes. Maybe they've been paying less attention to this season, like the overall picture, maybe. And they're just trying to make these good episodes and they forgotten maybe that they need to lie them <laughs> together in a way. And or I don't maybe, think that's- I don't know. Maybe they'll connect well, but um... yeah, but I, I don't mean that it's a dig. I'm just saying that like, it might just be something that fell through the cracks when they were doing this. I don't know. Again, and this is similar to the uh, the exposition with uh, the Argus introduction. This is like, I, I didn't like it, but I don't really care. Like, this is so much less important than the fantasticness yeah. of the Like, movie. we yeah. know we're confident in the show now that it, they're going to pay it off next episode. So it isn't. Like, as, it, it was fine. Jarring. It was not like egregiously bad or anything. But, I'm just like, it didn't no. really work for me, but whatever. Like, it was still a great episode. Would, would this be like the best episode ever if they just got on a boat this episode and they were going to Atlas? Wow, we're flying. We're in Atlas. Uh, yeah, you know, like there's <laughs> there's Penny. She's back. Like wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all happening. If we yeah, ended with like, we're gonna happen, happen. Yeah. yeah. If we, you know, what would be a way better ending to this episode would be if we get a cut to within the like Atlas facility and you see Penny. That would oh, be yeah. awesome. That's what I we wanted from Tyrion. the Stinger. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Tyrion. Andy, you're no. the only one that's always thinking about Tyrion's tail. Okay? I do that's not a, care about Tyrion. Tyrion's tail. Adam, what else is Andy Stanning in this in this show? Probably John yeah. secretly. Yeah, John no, Lan- I, I, Lan- I, Lancaster. I talk about yeah. Crow a lot. You do, you talk do about Crow yeah, a lot. you do like Crow. Well, <laughs> I don't like Crow. I think Crow could be better. <laughs> Number one fan. Let's be honest. We, we, we like Crow. Um, he was this was a good episode for Crow, even though he does I, not appear a lot. Well, I think giving him some uh, his character some context and yeah, we yeah. I also that. I also think that this episode reinforces my theory that they're pushing for Crow to have a change of heart or semblance during this season because it definitely felt like why are we doing this with him in the grim reaper why are we giving us this backstory unless we're trying to show that his foundation is crumbling and he has to rebuild it yeah, that's an interesting luck. point yeah uh, i would uh, absolutely be in favor of changing that dumb semblance so let, let's yeah, do it please. um okay so there you go there's uh, the grim reaper um Haley, final thoughts here um i'm just so happy (laughs) like honestly i'm so happy because it's so comforting knowing that next episode unless something fatally wrong happens and like the last half crumbles i'm confident that it's going to be a good episode which is awesome and i'm actually invested in what's happening with the storylines and the characters we're being presented are great and clearly the like just based on the fight scene and the flashback at the start of this episode They've got the design and the technical aspects of this down so strong this season. And it's just so great. I'm so happy with what they're doing. And they're like paying stuff off, actually, like the Silver Eyes. And even though we had to wait for it for so long, this is honestly the best way of paying it off. Like, it was worth the wait for that fight. That was so good. Um, Yeah. So, no, I'm just really, really happy and excited for the rest of uh, the season. 
basically. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so positive. Andy, yeah, keep the right? optimism going. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited because next episode, I'm expecting we finally have this conversation about why we're going to Atlas. Because I think the next episode, we're finally we're going to get to the point where John and Inger find out the secret that Ozpin's been hiding, that they're that they're really not. There's no plan, really. And I think we're finally going to have a conversation about why we're still going to Atlas. Because I think that's desperately needed in the show. I'm a little annoyed that it had to be like we had to wait for John, the whole group to get together. But maybe from a writing perspective, that makes sense because you want the whole the whole party together before you have something like this happen, this conversation. And then maybe we can get more of why Ruby thinks we should still keep doing this. I would really love if we get next episode Ruby taking like really like it feels like we, we've had a passing on of the flame to Ruby already. Like she's really the driving force in the group. But I would really love if she takes a more active role in that like we actually acknowledge it in the show that she is taking the reins here and leading them to atlas and i'd really like that if we get into it if not next episode the one after that yep i think that would be great if um because ruby's character i think has been solid but um unremarkable yeah recently. Mm-hmm. so um seeing her in a major way in a leadership that'd be that'd be pretty fantastic um yep i really really like this episode um and uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next week. We got uh, <laughs> eight yeah, episodes in a row. Uh, two, two more this in this calendar year coming yeah. up on the fifteenth. I'm also, I'm also just so relieved because all the episodes before this, my one fear going into the next week was that we were going to have some really boring like Jean on a train episode, and we, never and got we it. didn't get that, which is so great because we actually had this nice reunion that happened. So, yeah, sorry, I just remembered that. Yeah, that the show, ne- we the don't show have never. We don't worry about cut- that. Right. The show never cut away from Ruby, Team mm-hmm. Ruby, too. Which uh, I think was yeah. so, so, such a good decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let us know what you thought of the Grim Reaper. Um, YouTube comments overlyanimated.com. Consider leaving us a review on our Ruby iTunes feed overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. This week's five star Ruby review, another Ooh. one here, is from Peter uh, from Australia, who gives Ooh. us uh, five stars and says that uh, the, procra- the procrastination have been has been affecting me, but I finally read a review. Generally enjoying the discussion and rants, even when I disagree with some of the points. The season has been so much fun and reliving it and uh, in the community and quickly is great. So, yes, thank you, Peter. Thank you for the review. If you leave us a five-star review in our Ruby iTunes feed, then uh, we will uh, potentially read this on next week's podcast. Thanks for – you guys have been generally very positive, and <laughs> thank you probably because we've also been positive, and we're all loving the season together. Let us know <laughs> yeah, little comments on the, the website or on uh, the YouTube video. Um, overlyanimated.com for more podcasts, including uh, we just did a the new Spider Man uh, yes. Spider Verse movie that's coming up. Um, that'll be up to that movie's coming out uh, next week. We have a podcast up on it, the DuckTales podcast, um, Shrek Retold. If you don't know what that is, you can check that out. Uh, Miraculous Ladybug. I shouldn't have plugged the Shrek Retold. It's fine. No, I'm avoided that. <laughs> you didn't need to plug it at all. I didn't need to plug it. Uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. And then uh, you can. Uh, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons especially our page of the podcast Steve aka Freaky Commenter Steve Ruby fan Steve and thanks as always to our patron executive producers John Ryan Steve Alex and Hugh um, yep we'll be back next week for episode 8 flying through the season uh, 14 episodes though, so still a lot to come for uh, we're only halfway through yeah um, yep uh, so more more good stuff to come from Ruby wow we'll yep. see we'll, uh, we're, we're excited uh, thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time bye Bye-bye. Bye.